0: We've been in a series called The Gift, and I'm going to finish that series tonight. And we're going to talk about the gift of gold. I'm going to read this, and, uh, and then we're going to just dive into just, I've got three points that I want to tell you about Jesus is king. Someone, somebody say, Jesus is king. I'm going to Matthew chapter two. Uh, it'll be on the screen for you there. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. And about that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed, and we're going to talk just a little bit about that here in a moment. But King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are not least among the ruling cities of Judah for a ruler will come forth from you who will be shepherd for my people. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men and he learned from them the time that the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I may go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way and the star that they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and they stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and they worshiped him. And they opened their treasures of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Jesus, speak to us. Open our ears. Open our hearts. Open our minds. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, Stephen. Appreciate it. So they came bearing gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh for all our kids in the crowd tonight. Gold, how many of you would like gold? Kids, would you like some gold? That would be great. It's valuable. Frankincense, you're like, I don't know what that is. It's probably the stuff your mom diffuses in her diffuser at home. And then myrrh was just a gummy-like bark substance of a tree that was used to embalm or kind of like an antiseptic. So when you get a little scrape on your knee and your mom puts uh, some, um, not rubbing alcohol, what do you put on a knee? See, you can tell I don't take care of kids' scraped knees. That's, um, that's Shan's job right there. But it, it would be an antiseptic. So the gold represents Jesus as king, frankincense represented Jesus as high priest, and the myrrh represents him as the suffering lamb of God. If you missed out on any of these, I encourage you to go back on our app or online, anywhere you listen to podcasts, they're available. But let's talk about tonight, Jesus as king. There's been some well-known kings throughout history, but there is none like Jesus because Jesus is the king of Kings. Let's talk about some well-known kings, though. I need y'all to help me out on this. So if I were to say Simba, you guys would say? There you go. You're catching like half of the people got it. The Lion King. That should have been y'all's kids. Uh, If I were to say a giant gorilla that climbs buildings, you would say? King Kong. There you go. If I were to talk about a Whopper, you would say? That's good. Uh, He writes scary novels? Okay, we're doing good. Uh, the greatest interviewer in history. There we go, Larry King. Basketball would be... See, this is... I knew we were going to get Michael Jordan somewhere. But LeBron King James, I mean, it just... It works. Sorry. Don't, don't be mad at me, okay? And then if I were to say blues, we would say... B.B. King. Yeah, B.B. King. And all of these are kings, but there's only one king of kings, Lord of lords. And that's what this whole day represents, is a king that was born into the earth that would come and rule over our hearts. Listen to what Revelation 17, 14 says. It says, the lamb will come and overcome them. For he is the Lord of lords and king of kings, and those who are called by him are chosen and faithful. Come on, aren't you glad that we serve the king of kings? There's been other gods who have come on this earth, but they are not the one true God. We serve the living God. His name is Jesus. And today we celebrate his birth. See, there have been a lot of kings throughout history, but there's none like Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. It's his life on which all of time and history is marked. We've got A.D. and we've got B.C. With his birth, we mark a change in history and in time. He is the creator of all things, and nothing that was created was created without him. And through him, all things were created. He is the beginning and the end. Come on, he is Jesus and he is our king. Daniel 2:21 says this, and he changes the times and the seasons. It's based around Jesus and he removes kings and raises up kings and he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Come on, his name is Jesus and he's the king of kings. Isaiah 44, 6 prophesied this about Jesus. It says, this is what the Lord says, Israel's king and redeemer, the Lord almighty. I am the first and the last, and apart from me, there is no God. Come on, he is our king. So this king came to earth as a little baby in a manger. You know, you would think that maybe he would be born in a palace and placed in a gold-plated Uh, crib. You know, we talked last week about the special care and attention that we give to our children's rooms and, and the cribs, and we put up the wallpaper and the chandeliers, but that's not how Jesus was welcomed into the world. Jesus was welcomed into the world with barnyard animals and with hay and with the stench, and he was laid in a manger. You would think that the king of kings wouldn't come that way, but that's how he came. Not only did Jesus not come the way that people thought that he would, but he didn't live in the way that people thought that he would. He would befriend sinners and touch and heal lepers and invite 12 common men to be his disciples. He would confront religious hypocritical leaders. This is Jesus, our king. The king of the Jews would come riding in on a donkey, not on a conquering horse. He would stand in trial for crimes that he didn't commit. He would hang on a tree and he would die. This is Jesus, king of kings. But he wouldn't stay in the grave. He would rise and sit in heaven at the right hand of the father. This is Jesus. When they brought this gold, it signified Jesus is king. So there were three responses in this story, and I think we can identify with all three of these responses. And I think that there's probably three people in this room that we can identify in this story and in the scripture. Number one is there were three responses to Jesus as king. Number one was this, is that Herod was threatened by Jesus as king. Herod was threatened by Jesus as king king. You got to understand that Herod was set up as king. So when the wise men came to town and said, we're looking for the king of the Jews, he said, really, there's a new king that's coming to town. He said, okay, I want you to go visit this king. And when you find this king, come back and report to me because I want to go worship him too. The wise men didn't want, or Herod didn't want to go worship Jesus. He actually wanted to go take the life of Jesus. So, God comes to the wise men in a dream and tells them to depart in a different direction, and it makes Herod mad. And what does he do? He has all the children two years and under killed. Why? Because he was threatened. When the Bible says that Herod was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him because they knew what he was capable of, listen to this. Herod was from a royal family, and he was all about power and control. He saw his father poisoned to death by hungry plotters. He threw a party, and he invited all those to it, uh, and he avenged his father's death. He killed his wife's grandmother. Now, I know some of you might not like your in-laws, but that's bad right there, okay? That's not good. He went on down the line, took the lives of his son and family, all because he was concerned with keeping power and control. I think maybe there's some people in here that maybe you feel threatened in your life by Jesus as king because you don't want to give up control and power over your life. God, what happens if I give my life to you? What happens if I completely surrender to you? God, do I lose my freedom? No, you actually gain freedom. The Bible says he who is free is free in deed. And so we actually become more free. And so there's people that you think, no, I can't give my life to surrender. And we feel threatened by Jesus as king. Number two is this, the religious leaders dismissed Jesus as king. I think there's a lot of that in our day and age. The church keeps declining. The numbers of the church keep declining because people see Jesus as irrelevant. He was just a baby that was born a long time ago. It's just a story that we celebrate in this time. It's not factual. It's not real. I'm telling you that Jesus got out of the grave, and he is the king of kings. And we can't dismiss what he can do. If you knew me pre-Jesus, if you knew who I was and you know who I am now, you know that there's a God that can only do. If you've met Jesus, if you've met this Savior, you know that he is real and he cannot be dismissed. Second Timothy said it this way, that they would have a form of godliness, but they would deny the power thereof. Having a form of godliness, yeah, we celebrate Christmas. Maybe you show up at Christmas. Maybe you show up at Easter. But we've got to get to a place to where it's not just religion, but it's relationship. And Jesus came and died so that we could have a relationship with him. He's not just some historical figure from the past that holds no bearing on our lives today. No, we need him for our churches. We need him in our lives. Don't believe that he's just an old myth, but he is the king of kings. And number three, is they come back to, worship, to the worship, and we're going to sing a couple of more songs. The wise men worshiped Jesus As king. The wise men worshiped Jesus as king and they came and they brought their gifts and they laid them before Jesus. And they laid down this gift signifying that Jesus is the king of kings. Men from a foreign kingdom who had prophecies passed down to them from the Jews that were in exile, they would acknowledge Jesus as king. But the religious leaders of the time could not acknowledge Jesus as king. The king of the land could not acknowledge Jesus as king. But these men from a foreign nation, they looked at this star and they said, this is the Messiah. And they came and they worshiped and laid down gold. Why? Because they know that he is the king of kings. They brought him gifts that glorified him gold reserved for royalty, a gift of costly price that would speak to his kingly nature. Come on, let's stand on our feet. Because this is what I know about Jesus that he's the king of glory, he's the king of righteousness, he's the king of ages, he's the king of kings. Jesus is a king that heals the sick and opens blind eyes and heals the deaf. He strengthens the weak. He delivers the captives. He restores the broken. He's our shelter in our time of trouble. He's the light when the world is dark. He's our prince of peace. He's our lamb of God. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the resurrection. He's the life. He's goodness indescribable. He's power incomprehensible. He's grace irresistible. At the mention of his name, darkness flees. At the mention of his name, demons tremble. In his presence, demon flees. The devil hated him but he couldn't stop him. Death couldn't defeat him. Jesus is our King of Kings. Lord, tonight we worship you. God, we worship you as King. God, we worship you as victorious. God, we worship you as our Savior. God, we worship you as our friend. God, we worship you as our He. Come on, can we take a moment just all across this room and on this Christmas Eve, can we just lift our hands towards heaven if you're comfortable? And can you just talk to him just for a second in your own words? Come on, what a year 2022 has been. This will be the last time that we gather before the new year. Let's just take a moment. We love you, God. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, God. We come and we adore you. God, we lift our hands to you. And we just declare that you're our Lord, that you're our King. And we give every area of our life over to you. And we declare rule over our hearts, rule over our lives. And when things get hard and when things get difficult and when there's pain, God, we're not gonna worry or or be anxious or be fearful. Why? Because you rule and reign. When we make you King over our lives, it means that you are in control, that you are sovereign, that you sit on the throne, that there's nothing that you can't do. So tonight, we just come, we lift our hands, we lift our voices in worship, and we just declare that you are our King of kings.